It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The General Manzer shirts continues to change in the city of Pittsburgh. I have the latest for you all coming up right after this. Your Locked On Penguins, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at Eleanor Shore Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day where you're free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. You can download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. So we have a lot to discuss to begin the show today. Remember, Josh Yowie came on the show on Monday, gave a huge update on the GM search, and oh yeah, it has changed since then. So after Josh came on, Rob Rossi of The Athletic, he had an article that came out, and he said, sounds like Jason Carmanos, Dan McKinnon, and Eric Tolsky all met at John Henry's house up in Boston, where I'm assuming he's in Boston because they're from Boston, and they had in-person interviews with him and Tom Warner. And then Rob reported that it sounded like Tolsky from the Carolina Hurricanes was the favorite because he really impressed them during the interview, especially the in-person one. Fast forward 24 hours later, Dan McKinnon and Eric Tolsky are now out, according to multiple reports. Dave Molinari of Pittsburgh Hockey Now was first to say that Dan McKinnon is out. He is, of course, the New Jersey Devils assistant general manager, worked with the Penguins from 2006 to 2016. And then Eric Tolsky, who has been my number one target, assistant general manager of the Carolina Hurricanes, has been there for the last eight to nine years. Looked like he was the favorite, but according to Pierre Lebrun, Tolsky is out. So two of the finalists, you can cross them off. That leaves from the original finalist list, Steve Grilly, Jason Carmanos, and Matthew Darsh. And now we can add Kyle Dubas. I definitely think the Penguins have talked to him. I don't know that for sure, but I think they have talked to him. And I honestly think they have put an offer out there for him and they are just waiting for him to respond. Elliot Friedman said tonight, I'm recording this at about what? 7.30 uh, Eastern time for today's episode. And Elliot said tonight that Dubas is at the top of FSG's list. He also thinks they're willing to give him a little bit of time, but they do want to get this done soon. Again, that leads me to believe that they have an offer out there on the table for him, and they are waiting to see what he says. Assuming an offer is out there, I have to also assume he's going to have full control of the hockey operations. President Hockey Ops GM, he'll get to run his whole show. It's obvious that Dubas is the number one target. Yeah, I'm glad they're giving him a little bit of time, but also, time is of the essence. Tomorrow is May 24th. This weekend, Memorial Day weekend, the final weekend in May. The draft is basically a month away. FSG needs to get this done. They cannot overplay their hand with this because if Dubas says no, and I still think right now it's, I mean, there's a greater chance he says no. 
you know, you're going to have to circle back. And maybe that's Matthew Darsh. Maybe that's Jason Carmanos. Maybe that's Steve Greeley. But you're going to be in a little bit of a pickle because you're going to need to pick someone ASAP. Right now, me personally, I do think one of Kyle Dubas or Matthew Darsh is going to be your GM next season. I would lean Darsh right now. Freeman said on the 32 Thoughts podcast on Monday that the Penguins were taking a long, hard look at him prior to Dubas being fired. So it looked like maybe he was indeed the favorite. Rob really didn't make any mention of him in the article. But Darsh would be a good choice. He's worked on the CBA for the NHLPA. He's been a strong assistant down in Tampa Bay for the Lightning. He's worked under Steve Eiserman. He's now worked under Julian Brisbane. Has an analytic background, a little bit at least. Good with contracts. He is also exactly what Fenway Sports Group would be looking for in a new general manager. He can blend you know, scouting, contracts, analytics, so much more into just being a general manager. And I do think you would see him make some good moves here. You know, even if the Penguins do not get Kyle Dubas, I think Darsh would be a very strong selection. So as far as we know, he's still in it. As far as we know, Carmanos and Greeley are still in it, though I think there are lesser options right now compared to Darsh and Dubas. I, again, I definitely think they're waiting for Kyle. They want to see what he's going to say. They, he's mulling an offer, I'm sure. But they can't afford to wait too much longer. I think in a perfect world, they probably would have wanted this done already. But I also do think they probably told Dubas if he's mulling that offer, hey, the holiday weekend is coming up here. We want to have this done by the end of the week. Can you give us an answer as soon as you can? So we'll have to see. You know, that That's really the latest with what's going on in the GM search. And you know, this continues to take a lot of twists and turns in all these directions, as a GM search does. I'm glad that the Fenway Sports Group is being very thorough in their process. They're looking over every available option, seeing you know who the best candidate is, and they're hoping to bring in their top candidate. You know, it's probably gone on maybe a little longer than some people have expected it to. You know, remember Frank Sarali said last week it was going to be June 1st by the latest. I, I mean, I warned people, I said end of May, early June, that they were going to take their time with this cast a very wide net. They have done that. I think also people are used to shorter GM searches like in 2021 when there was two weeks with one Hextall, but it was also during the season. Heck, even when the Penguins fired Ray Shiro in 2014 and hired Jim Rutherford over Julian Brisbane and Pierre Maguire, that search only lasted about, what, three and a half weeks, if I recall correctly? So I can understand why people are getting a little antsy now that we're almost six full weeks out from when FSG fired Ron Hextall, Chris Pryor, and Brian Burke. But they want to get this right, and you have to applaud them for that. You know, They definitely do care about this franchise. I, I think you've seen this evidenced you know, these last couple of weeks. Again, in a heck... We saw in Roth's article yesterday, you know, these, these candidates are meeting at John Henry's house. You know, you, you know it's a big deal when the two big boys are involved here in John Henry and Tom Warner. Because I've heard a lot of people say, well, there's absentee ownership, absentee ownership. I don't know if that's the case. I, I, I do think they care about the direction of this franchise, even though they're based in Boston, even though they don't live here. I definitely still think they care very much about this franchise. And I think you're seeing that through the search. I'm not going to jinx it because I want to see how they do with this hire. But I think they're still setting up to have a really good hockey person come in here and lead the hockey operations department. If it is Dubas that comes in, again, 
I think he's going to run the whole show. Hockey ops, present hockey ops, GM will get to bring his own staff in. He will basically be almost a king. That is what I truly think Fenway Sports Group thinks of Kyle Dubas as. They see him as a king, as like a next Theo, Theo Epstein kind of guy. I I truly think he will almost get to do whatever the hell he wants if he gets the shop. So if she's in a little bit of a waiting game right now, we'll have to see how that goes. But that is the latest on the GM search right now. I don't think this is going to go on too much longer. If I had to guess, I think it's by the end of this week, Thursday or Friday, especially with the holiday weekend. I'm sure they would want it to be done before Friday because most people are going away on Friday for the holiday weekend, especially in this country. But sometimes you can't always get what you want. I mean, so I don't think they want this to extend into next week when the Stanley Cup final begins because usually the league does not like when big announcements are made during the Stanley Cup final. They like when those are made before the final or directly after the final. So I'll leave you all with that. That's the latest on the GM search. Let me know your thoughts down in the comments. You can also send me a DM and stuff. Do you agree with Eric Tolsky and Dan McKinnon being out? And what do you think about Kyle Dubas and Matthew Darsh? Do you think one of them will be the GM? Will it be someone else? Let me know. Love to hear your thoughts on that. So that'll do it for this segment. Coming up in the second segment, we're getting into a couple of contract projections that we saw today on Daily Faceoff. Frank Cervalli had the top 50 free agents list that he had, and he listed the projected contracts that he thinks um, they're going to have attached to them. A couple of penguins are on there, a couple of very important penguins. We'll get to that coming up after this commercial break. But before we discuss that, we have to get into Game Time, which is everyone's favorite app to buy tickets. And again, buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. Game Time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you will have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. You get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy theater, and so much more. You also get images of your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buying tickets in a matter of seconds. All it takes is two taps, and you are set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email or anything like that. Right now, download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. What's up, guys? Trey Matthews of Locked On Devils here. And let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. Even a last minute ice run could score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cash Back Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's a guaranteed win? Discover Cashback Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. All right, we're back here in this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter, Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at Elmer Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. So 
Daily Famous Off today released their top 50 pending free agents, starting with Damon Severson, Tyler Bertuzzi, Dimitri Orlov, JT Comfer. And you get down to the number 11 spot and you see your first Pittsburgh Penguin, and that is Tristan Jari. Made $3.5 million this season, played 47 games. Daily Faceoff is projecting him to get, drumroll please, four years, $4.8 million per. Absolutely not. Absolutely the hell not. If, if you are someone that would pay Tristan Jari that money, stand up. You're listening or watching this, please stand up. I don't think there's going to be many of you. I am not paying Tristan Jari almost $5 million per season. After, you know, with all those injuries that he's had, he's been inconsistent. That contract, I think, will age like milk very quickly. And, and I know when he's been healthy, he's been pretty good. But can you rely on that throughout a four-year contract? I think the Penguins are better off just finding someone via trade and also someone that's a bit cheaper. You sign that contract with Tristan Jari, that's $4.8 million. You know, you have with, with Casey DeSmith's contract, and I believe he makes, he, he he doesn't make too much money. He makes, well, I just had it and then I just lost it. He makes, do, 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 if I can just find this here, I don't know why it's cap friendly, it's just being ridiculous for me. Um, yes, 1.8. So 4.8 plus 1.8. That is $6.6 million, if my math is correct. And I'm pretty, I'm obviously it is. I'm just messing around because I'm not a math major. $6.6 million combined for your two goaltenders. I don't think that will be wise for the Penguins, especially when they are up against the cap every year. If you are committing that much money to a goaltending tandem, especially that one, you're outside your mind. And that, that doesn't even begin to say that this tandem should not even be brought back, both of them together, that is. If you bring back Tristan Jari on that contract, you have to find a way to get to Smith out. Because how can you run that tandem back when it's always so banged up, it's always so inconsistent, it will be a slap in the face to the core players. You, you just you, you cannot do that. But with that project, projection, 4 times 4.8, hard, and I mean a hard pass on that. You go down a little bit and you see Jason Zucker, who, of course, is also a free agent. If I can find that here. Yep, he's, he's 32 on the top 50. Made $5.5 million this season. Frank's contract, or the projections, five times 5.4. I know he made $5.5 million this season. That is a bit rich. Five times 5.4. The term, that one I don't really like. I know he had a good year, but, you know, can he follow that up? For five more years? Uh, I don't know. 5.4 million, that's only a $100,000 decrease in money. That's not good enough. I think you're going to have to put that uh, number either at 4.5 to 5 million. I think anything more than that, I think he's asking for too much. I think at that rate, if Zucker wants that kind of contract, I think the Penguins might have to walk and try to replace him via the trade market. Maybe you can do something in free agency like Tyler Bertuzzi, but then you're just paying, you know, even more money and even more term because Bertuzzi, he's projected to get six times 5.25. He's 28 years old. You're paying it when he's 34. You know, you see where it gets dicey a bit quick because sometimes those contracts age like milk too, even though I do think Bertuzzi is a very good player and I would love to have him on the Penguins. But, you know, for someone who's 31, who just had a career year, who probably won't per play that good next season, I don't think the Penguins can sign him to that kind of deal. It's too rich for me. 
the age curve is too much. Usually players this kind of age, when they have a career year like that, it goes down in a hurry. Heck, remember when Patrick Hornquist, when he was here, he signed that massive extension, right? Everyone's like, oh, no, it's fine. Who cares? He played at a, at a fine level for at least the first season, but after that, it went downhill very quickly because that's that's how it is for these players 30 and over. I mean, that, that's just how it is. And so, again, in my opinion, I would pass on both those guys and I would look for replacements that are a bit cheaper. Maybe you can find them via trade market if you can somehow find them in free agency. Probably won't find, find a goalie for that cheap. Well, I think I should probably rephrase that a little bit. I think you can find a more of a, maybe of a more cheaper goalie in free agency. You know, someone like an Aiden Hill who made two, uh, who's only made 2.18 this season. He's projected to get two times 3.3. I would be at least decent with that. He's 9.15 this season. Corpusalo's out there, Varlamov, and I don't really think they're that big of upgrades. Varlamov is 35. Corpusalo is 29. Aiden Hill, though, would make some sense. If you want to do Aiden Hill and Casey to Smith, Maybe that could work, and that gives you average goaltending. I am still of the opinion that I would rather go out and try to get a full-fledged starting goaltender like a UC Soros, like a Connor Hellbuck, if the Penguins can do it. But I think of the free agent options available, it's probably Aiden Hill and Frederick Anderson. And I still don't know how much of an upgrade they're going to be over Jari. When Jari is healthy, that is. When he's healthy, I think he stacks up to both those goalies pretty well. But obviously, you know, that's been a big question of his for the last couple of years. So those are my main thoughts on the two Penguins that have made this list. You know, Tyler Bertuzzi, I would absolutely love to have again, 28 years old, made 4.75 million this season, would make 5.25 potentially on his next contract. The six years, you know, the window is only for the next couple of years, so you can maybe buy that contract out in the final few years or trade him because I'm sure he'll still be playing well. JT Comfer, I would be really intrigued about him. He's a center, made $3.5 million this season. Five times 5.3 is the projection. I know that's a bit rich considering you know, he's almost a 30 as well. But Comfer had 27, uh, not 27, 17 goals this season, 52 points on a good Colorado Avalanche team. In terms of a third-line center, you can do a lot worse than him. If I'm the Penguins... I am definitely looking at getting Comfer, even though again he's close to thirty, would be a bit of would be decent amount of term, but I think he might be worth the price considering how he just had a good season. And, and, and honestly, guys, again, they don't have a good third line center on this team. I mean, they're going to have no choice but to go out and get one via free agency or. Uh, the trade market, Ryan, uh, Ryan Bunting, Michael Bunting is out there. Ryan Graves, I think he could be intriguing if the Penguins want to get a new top four left-handed defenseman. Ryan O'Reilly is out there for a third-line center duties. Jordan Saul, if he wants to come back, but I think he's probably going to resign in Carolina. Max Domi, who I would I wanted the Penguins to get at the trade line. There are some decent options, but again, you are going to have to pay a decent amount to get some of these players. So let me know what you think about the Jari and the Zucker projections. Would you sign them to those contracts? Would you look elsewhere? Who would you look for? Let me know down in the comments. You can send me a DM on social media, or I think someone was doing, he was actually leaving reviews on the Apple's page. So you can, or, or Spotify. So you can do that as well, as well to let me know. So that wraps up the second segment coming up to end the show. We got some Stanley cup playoff talk and why I am continuing to take L after L with these conference finals. Stick around for that coming up after this break. 
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. I'm back here in this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter, Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter, at Amherst Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. So let's jump right into the playoff talk. So I am continuing to just look like an idiot. Panthers are up three games to nothing on the Carolina Hurricanes. I picked the Canes in seven. They might get swept. And what a job by the Panthers. 10 and 1 their last 11 games. They are the team of destiny. Three more words again. Team of destiny. They remind me so much of the LA Kings. They have that star talent that they had, the swagger that they had. They don't care who they're playing. They got the elite goaltending that they had, the great defensive play that they had. They remind me so much of that 2012 Kings team that were just blowing through the playoffs. Like it was nothing. Panthers are on. It looks like they are going to be on their way to their first Stanley Cup final since 1996. And of course, they beat the Penguins on the way there to get to that final, which is a series that I think a lot of you older fans will want to forget because of the way they played to get to that final. But they have just been magnificent in the series against the Hurricanes. They have shut them down like it's no tomorrow. The Hurricanes cannot generate anything. Offensively, and actually, you know, the last 10 or 11 games of for, with the Panthers in the playoffs, they've only allowed 13 goals. They've allowed less than two goals a game during this run on, on an average. Defensive play has been great, but Sergei Bobrovsky, wow. I mean, this is probably the best I've ever seen him play. And I've seen him play good hockey when he's won a couple of Vesnas, but he I don't think he's been at the top of his game like he has here. I know people are going to say, well, what about his contract now? What is about his contract now? The contract still sucks. Sorry. I mean, I don't think he should be making 10, 10, 10.5 million, but at least he's earning close to that money right now as he is playing the finest hockey of his career. They are going to be an absolute force when they likely get to the Stanley Cup final play one of Vegas or Dallas. These games against Carolina have been very close. I do think the Hurricanes deserve to win game three. You could all honestly argue maybe game two a little bit as well, but these are the margins. These one-goal games are all going the Panthers' way. And I'll also say this for people too. My grandpa said this to me way back when. He said, Hunter, all you really need is a hot goalie and you can go all the way. Unless you're the New York Rangers with Hendrik Lundqvist and Igor Shesterkin, because they, for some reason, even when their goalies get hot, they just can't score. But for a lot of other teams during this era, all you need is a hot goalie. And Sergei Bobrovsky has been that dude for the Florida Panthers. It has been awesome to see them continuing to play so well. That crowd down there has been electric. They are loving it. Heck, South Florida sports right now. Are, are on another level. The Heat are up three games to nothing. Both teams down there are projected to go to the NBA and Stanley, NBA Finals and the Stanley Cup Final. What, what a sight it'll be if both those teams walk home with the titles if they get there and finish this off. That would be 
Crazy to say the least. On the other series, Vegas up two games to nothing on the Dallas Stars. Vegas will try to go up three nothing in this series tonight in Dallas as the series as the series shifts there. Really curious to see how the Stars respond. I think they should have won game two, but when you allow a team like Vegas to tie the game with 222 left, and when it goes to overtime, it's a crapshoot there. It's a 50-50. They lost that one. And now down 0-2, you're facing a must-win game here. Ottinger needs to be good. I want to see more from Jason Robertson. Rupe Hens has been done everything he can. I want to see more from Tyler Sagan. I want to see more from Jamie Benn. Some of those guys have disappeared through these first couple of games. And I want to see at least one of these series turned into be a good one because right now it looks like the Stanley Cup final is going to start before Memorial Day on Monday. <laughs> Same with the NBA Finals. So the NBA Finals is projected to start June 1st, though if the series ends tonight, maybe they could somehow move it up. I don't know if they're allowed to do that. And the Stanley Cup Final, that's projected to start June 3rd. If, that series, if both series end before the weekend, they may have to move that up. <laughs> so... You know, Vegas, Florida would be a lot of fun considering Florida gave Vegas Riley Smith and Jonathan Marcheseau. A lot of storylines from that one. That'd be a fun, that'd be a fun series. But, you know, at least the games have been close in the conference finals. It's just that I hate that the series have not been close in terms of, you know, 2-0, 3-0 and all that stuff. So hopefully we'll see a better game tonight when it comes to stars in Vegas. Well, since it didn't say better game. I'm hoping that we see at least one team cut the series deficit in half so that the series gets a bit closer and we don't have two two teams that are up 3-0 going into their respective game fours. So that'll do it for this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. For tomorrow's episode, I'm sure we're going to have more GM updates, going to continue our player season reviews, and then when the GM announcement is made, I will have a short video giving my thoughts, and then we'll have a full episode to discuss the press conference and all of that good stuff. So again, Thank you all so much for tuning in. I very much appreciate it. I'll talk with you all again on Wednesday. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.